Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 11 of Spine Chill. I'm your host, John Wolf, here with my fellow hosts, the blonde. Actually, not the blonde anymore. Yeah, it doesn't quite work anymore, but yeah, I'm here. Hi. Uh, for, for our audio-only <laughs> listeners, he has purple hair now. Repeat. Yep. Purple <laughs> hair. I think it's bright enough the audio only listeners might actually be able to hear it. It looks nice though. Look how shiny it is. It looks really good. Yeah, I'm not it's not a not an insult. And our longest recurring guest, eleven oh. seasons, twelve seasons in a row. My favorite Doug, guest. Running man. Or hat man, as he's more hat man, enough. yes. Hat Thanks guys. His, I'm happy to be here name. yet again. Appreciate the extra invite, and I'm looking forward to discussing all things horror asim or another week. Cross my <gasps> Yes, we have, uh, well, we don't have, like, a lot to talk about this week in terms of big things. We have a lot of little things to uh, talk about. It's, it's, some of this is kind of big. We'll see. We'll see how we <laughs> I'm being upstage right now. Well, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot to kind of talk about with Killer Clowns and Texas Chainsaw. I meant big stuff, Gary. Oh... <laughs> we need like buttons to press like a radio show we do need like a soundboard we need some kind of, we need like a guy in the back you know like some, some of those podcasts will have like a producer in the back that'll like laugh in the background yeah, yeah, yeah. at all of our jokes we need, we should, we need some guy we should like just that. record ourselves laughing that we can put on the background so we can force like each other to laugh each other's laugh jokes track. yeah, I like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just need somebody like that <laughs> And then they, they do like a little soundboard that does doing or something like that. <laughs> Perfect. These, These are great ideas. ideas. These are, we, should take, we, we need to start that Google Doc. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess we're going to start off with some DVD, though. Oh, right? yeah. Sure. Why don't we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But we have some big news about Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Killer Clowns from Outer Space and a new horror ASIM that just popped up a couple days ago. Oh, it's changing the world. It's changing, gripping the world, taking it by storm. We'll talk about that after DVD. And we've also got like some updates to Prop Night, and yeah, actually, a incoming update to Ghostbusters: Spirits Unleashed. Yeah, I'll probably go AFK during that part, but you guys can. Take that <laughs> oh no, not the John Wolf Dono Wall. <laughs> Gary and I could probably talk about Ghostbusters for like forty-five minutes. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should probably yeah, yeah, wind ourselves I could use a nap, so. Um, <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, sort of. DVD. Right. So, what were we going to talk about first with DVD? Uh, so, like... there's been some drama on Twitter about that. Right. We're Th dipping our toes drama. into drama. DVD <laughs> drama on Twitter? I don't believe it. I know. Um, the Hatch has become a hotly debated topic on Twitter recently. Shall I read the tweet? And then yeah, we we'll discuss. This tweet took the DVD world by storm this weekend or past week. Which is surprising, because it's not got that many likes or anything. Um, in Dead by Daylight, if there are two players left and one DCs, the hatch should not spawn. This will de uh, disincentivize players from DCing to give their teammates the hatch after a killer has played well enough for a 4k. The last survivor loses out, but their teammate caused that. Thoughts? <laughs> Again. Presents, presents it for us. So. Against terrible idea is where, where my thoughts are. Yeah, yeah, I have thoughts too. Oh, so, go, go, I mean, no, no, no. I want to hear you guys first. I'm the killer, man. Let me go last. Oh, okay. Well, um, I think this is a terrible idea, first of all. Like, I 
think of the hatch as like just a 50-50 at the end. Just an interesting little thing for the last survivor left versus the killer. You can get the hatch. You cannot get the hatch. It's just like a last-ditch little thing to make things interesting in a game that's otherwise become extraordinarily boring. Like, yeah. to give the last survivor something to do. Um, I think taking it away is really pointless. It would only serve to give um, negative experiences. Because think of it this way. Like, if you're killer... And there's one survivor that's been really annoying all game. You could just, you could just kill the second to last person, right? And then if there's no hatch, like like if that person DCs, if there's no hatch, you could just be like, well, we can stay here as long as I want to, or until they DC. The hatch yeah. is a way to make sure that the game ends at that point. Because what's that last survivor going to do? Do the remaining three gens or whatever? They're not going to do that. So it's either Wait, they get we, the hatch are we, or are we talking about the same tweet? Yeah, I thought so. The hatch tweet? I thought this was the the self unhook tweet we were talking about. No, that's next. <laughs> no, no, we're doing that one next. Okay. Doug, pay attention. <laughs> no, I, I was. I just it's I'm a killer main, bro. I don't I mean I have like four brain cells and here's, two of them are Here's here's okay. here's my thoughts about the tweet. It's basically saying I want to slug for the four K and survivors shouldn't be able to DC out of that hor horrific situation and give right. their final teammate a chance at the hatch. Because that's all it's saying. Because, like, why would, why would a survivor ever need to DC? Because you just slugged them. You're bleeding them out so that you can search the map wildly trying to find the fourth and final survivor who's sat in a locker waiting for the hatch game and you don't want them to get it. Like, right. it's just lame. It's just a lame thing. Like, the, the 4K slugging, I can't wait for the, the base kit unbreakable thing is going to solve that problem if it ever comes out. Um, yeah, the yeah, I just, fi I, finisher Mori. Yeah, yeah. I always find killers that slug for the four. Unless killers, survivors have been a dickhead sometimes. Like, you know what? No, I'm punishing you. You've all been dickheads. You don't get to play the fun <clears> hatch <throat> game. But just as like a generic thing, I despise the idea of taking away hatch because the hatch bit's like the most fun part of the game most of the time. Yeah, I I tweeted about this and I have a pretty similar perspective as you guys. I don't understand why killer players care so much if somebody gets the hatch. Like. I right. say this a lot on stream. People will talk about, you know, DVD and the killer rule as a whole. And I'm like, you don't want to, if you set a 4k as your only win condition, you're going to set yourself up for disaster because it's an RNG based game. Like you can't consistently, unless you're the world's best nurse, you can't consistently win with a 4k every time because you're going to get, and eventually like we all know Alf's on like some 600 win streak on nurse, right? Mm -hmm. Eventually Alf will lose the game to an RNG hatch. It'll happen. He'll have somebody slugged. He'll hook the fourth before he gets back to the slug. The hatch will spawn right on him and they'll get out. Yeah. Like there's, this, we've all had that happen where it's like, it, the it hatch happens, just spawns yeah. right. right under you. Like, yeah. sweet. Bye. Percentage wise. Yeah. It has to happen. Right. And which means that no matter how well you play, no matter how broken the things you use are at some point, the coin flip is going to land against your favor and you're going to lose a game. Right. So to me, it's like I can see people setting a standard saying, like, I want to get a 4K every game, but like you have to be okay with not getting a 4K. If you look at the challenges right. in the tome, if you look at the OTS challenge out there, which I think the universe or the, the community universally agrees that the OTS challenge is like a very fair way to do like kind of a, more of a skill-based mm -hmm. RNG challenge, right? Nobody ever punishes a killer player for losing number four to the hatch because it's completely strictly RNG. You never yeah. know. It's not a it, a hatch escape is not a skill-based win, therefore their MMR doesn't go up. And a hatch escape is not a skill-based loss for the killer, therefore his MMR doesn't go down, or their MMR doesn't go down. Like, But I will I, say, I, 
in a game where it is kind of portrayed as four one v ones, that's what behavior said in the past, right? Um, any survival is like a. It feels like a win to the survivor. I can maybe that's why some killers are like, oh, it feels like a defeat because they feel like they've won. Like it's less about the MMR number; it's more about just how it feels, maybe. Yeah, and I mean, so the survivor. I know when I get a hatch, I feel like I won. It feels great. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I it feels out. better. It feels better than walking out the door most of the time. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm a, and I'm a killer player, and when I lose to a hatch, I'm just like, oh, it's the hatch. But I can see somebody yeah, right. being like, oh, they got out. You know, I, I wanted my 4K, but like. I just feel like it's just such a silly thing to care so much. About. Like, why you didn't lose, so why do you care? Like, to me, right? It's it, and again, it feels like some sort of like almost like a petty power control hungry sort of like. Yeah, be, I didn't. Yeah, I didn't want you to escape. I, it's, that's not my choice. I'm escape. the killer. Nobody I'm, escapes yeah. death. Yeah, so it's, it's just, it just seems <laughs> right, well, so they're... silly. They're high MMR killers. They they have like, to 4K every game. And like, why if somebody DCs even more so, if somebody DCs so the fourth guy can get the hatch, like that's even less of a loss for a killer. Like you you force somebody to DC to right. get their last guy out with the most desperate plea, the most last the last chance. Like I just don't understand why it's so important when there are Agreed. so many other things well, that mm -hmm. are are RNG based that maybe how can often, look at how it often how often thing. does someone DC for the hatch anyway? Unless Bro, you're slugging I, someone I've had every it happen, match. I've had it happen to me like two times ever. I've been playing since 2016. Yeah. And this hasn't happened to me once since the DC penalty was in, by the way. Mm -hmm. Most of my DCs happen with four or five gens up, not when it's down to the last survivor, right. maybe getting the hatch. So it's just another one of those problems that like, I think you're just creating an issue that's not really there because it doesn't happen very often. True. Yeah, and I, I think also, like, hasn't the hatch been through enough, man? Like, it got nerfed into the ground with the key nerf. Like, remember when the hatch used to appear yeah. uh, based on that weird mathematical formula of, what, like, number of survivors left minus yeah. how many gens or what, plus one? They don't have that in the game anymore. The hatch only, uh, like, happens after there's one person left. Um it's it's barely a factor in the game at all anymore, which is fine. It's like where it should be. Um, I don't think we need to do anything yeah, more. Like Nerf it anymore. Now. It's gonna be like just really useless at that point. I think, I, yeah, I think the hatch is perfect with how it is now. I have no issues with that. Yeah, agreed. Cool. Yeah. So I guess our our take on that is bad take. Bad take. Yeah. yeah. Take. It, it gets the spine chill thumbs down. <laughs> yeah, we need we need the soundboard for that one. Okay, well, so that was uh, that was the first tweet, the first dramatic tweet that we wanted to yes. read out. Should we move on to the next sure. one. Sure, sure, I can read this one if you'd like. Oh, go for it, Dr. John. Yeah. Um, this one is from a popular Twitch streamer and very good Legion main. Tataru. Happy birthday, Tataru, by the way. Happy birthday. Hey, happy birthday happy from birthday. Spine Chill and Romania, hopefully. We're going to read your tweet <laughs> on our podcast. Um, this is actually from last week. Uh, I kind of feel like it's time for the self-unhook mechanic to go. You just shouldn't be able to bypass the DC penalty like that. If you don't want to play, DC, or just don't play the game. Obviously, it would still work for things like Deliverance, though. Um, and then they said, they said even further than that, hang on one sec, let me, they had a follow-up tweet. I'm so conflicted, the survivor side of me is fine with it, mostly because it can lead to some cool plays, but the killer side of me hates it and wants it to be removed. 
Now, uh, most people's responses to this were like, no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, I, I do understand where they're coming from with this. Because as someone who plays a lot, mainly at this point, you know, in the past few months at least, uh, mainly solo Survivor, um, nothing ruins a game faster than someone giving up on hook at five gens on the first hook of the game just because they don't like the killer they're playing against. There's one thing then... saying. <laughs> right. Well, that, but it's the same thing, basically. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the same thing, basically, but you're bypassing the penalty. If, you're choo if you choose to give up in a game like that, I think you should get the DC penalty. However, so like I, I understand the problem. I, I agree that, you know, that's a shitty thing in the game right now. But this is not a good solution for it. I think it's a, it's a good point from Tataru, but bad solution, which, you know, I think we've all had things like that um, where, where you're frustrated by something in the game, but you don't really know how to how to fix it. Because um, obviously, you know, Kobeing is is a really dramatic and fun part of the game. Hitting that 4% escape from hook. It can lead to some really fun plays. Uh, so, you know, I, I agree with them that it sucks, but I can't think of a good solution for that either, frankly. Well, there could be like a time element to it. Um, maybe for the first 60 seconds of the match, you can't Kobe. Because by then, you're not going to have deliverance anyway. It's unlikely to have got it unless you're against a nurse that's hooking like wildfire um and it just kind of prevents because like i've i've had survivors that gets go down first they get put on hook and they just give up and it's like it's a clown this match right. isn't over it's a clown we're gonna be fine probably yeah, it's like it's like a clown on haddonfield or something yeah yeah like, just, just we'll just we'll just dip, we'll unhook you we'll heal you up and you'll be fine and you can yeah. get a generator or something but they just give up and it's like oh it's gg then um yeah so yeah, I would like it if maybe there's like a time thing to it. I did think about the idea of maybe you can't Kobe until after the first gens popped, but I don't think that would because then if the killer hasn't if the you know when you had those killer games where you just deny a single hook uh, gen going off, you just kind of mm -hmm. trap people a little bit, so that could be a bit evil. But a timer well, could solve it. Yeah, I don't, it feels like any solution like that is going to be kind of awkward and like like it's like another thing to remember with the game. You know, mm -hmm. it's like oh, for the first minute we can't Kobe. You know. It kind of feels like I, I wish there was a more elegant solution. And there's also the argument that if you don't, if you don't want to play the game, should you have to? Like yeah. I, I don't blame anyone well, who tries to yeah. like um, give up on hook when it's like a sweaty nurse who's mm -hmm. like trying to slug everyone for the four K sort I, of thing. It's like, well, you know, like I just had matches like that. and I get it. I totally get why survivors are like, nah, I don't want to play against her. She's not fun. I get it. I mean, I, I don't think you should be forced to play games, but if you did just queue up mm -hmm. and you get into a chase immediately and you're the first hook and you give up and make it a 3v1, I also think that that's not okay either. I like, like you shouldn't be forced to play the match, but why, why, why are we being forced to play in a 3v1 when you queued yeah. up with the rest of us, you know? Yeah. That's yeah, I think I'm I'm kind of on both sides of that too. I'll go. Let me break down from like each step. First of all, the tweet. Um, yeah, I, I don't like it. It's basically saying like, no matter how the killer's playing, you shouldn't have any way to like get out faster. And I don't like that at all. Again, I think you, John, you you. I mean, you said it a lot better than I could. But I think the one thing I'll I'll disagree with you on is that you said you don't know how to solve it. And I think my solution is maybe address the things that are in the game that are causing people to want to go next so often. 
Like nerfing right? nurse. Perhaps. Yeah, maybe like removing the nurse from the game or nerfing the nurse. Maybe you all know, the all the all the incredible slowdown meta, which you know when you go right. against yeah. a legion and it's like I just can't be bothered. <laughs> yeah. This is going to be like a thirty-minute match. And it's like frustrating and irritating as a killer main to deal with the whole entitled like go next attitude, and it sucks for everybody but the person that goes next because like they don't care about their teammates because they're going next. They don't care about the killer because they're going right. next. They're just they're basically saying like my foon is the most important foon in this trial, which my foon. Again, though, that's the thing. Like they're entitled to that, right? They paid for the game. They're investing their time. Uh, it sucks for all of us, but then again, you know, I mean, there are solutions to that on the survivor side. And, you know, find people to play survivor friends with and find reliable teammates. And mm-hmm. for the killer, it's just like it's just weird because there's like this this subsect of the killer community that's like all about the people that go next because then they get an easy win and all they care about is getting an easy win. And then there's the guys like me who are more like, well, great. Now this match is over. This isn't going to be fun anymore because it's a three V one. It's an automatic win. So, right. And I just got to go through the motions. I just had a light bulb. What if you got little titles like below your name or something that you earn like by playing? So like, if you give up on first hook, like a red letter S. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you could just like warn people that you're like, you know, like a quitter title or something like that. Like, <laughs> yeah, and maybe the game like prioritize putting those people together Ooh. a little bit, like they like do a... with cheaters. Yeah, yeah. they like mm. just like put those, you know, and just because that you could do some fun things with it as well. Like, imagine I... you know, when you when you finish playing Killer for the day and you move on to playing Survivor, it could say like a little title like just got a 4K. <laughs> I do and just wonder... little things. I do wonder if. Sorry, this is a completely different solution but just on on the note of other solutions what if there was like a catch-up mechanic like they had used to have in prop night for example mm. where if uh, somebody gets out of the game really quickly then suddenly for the three remaining players their gen repair speed increases until they catch up to like you know two gens left or something like that um i wonder if there could be something like that that's implemented to make up for completely uneven games and it could be I, used not just for people who dc at five gens but also people who get tunneled out really early i don't know i mean that would be a fun salute i can already hear killer mains screeching in the background <laughs> you want to increase and... gen repair speeds <laughs> yeah so, so what are your thoughts if, if it's a 3v1 <laughs> at five gens yeah yeah if it's a 3v1 well, at five I... gens yeah that's what i'm saying though did either of you guys play back when it used to be if somebody DC while loading in, the trial still went, but they like removed a gen. No. So instead of, no. Yeah. So wow. instead of having to, to having to do five gens, you only had to do four gens if you lost a. It's like when you right? play customs and you do like if you do a three b one, there's a yeah. there's a gen less. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was that it was that way if somebody DC before they before they solved it and made it so that it just restarts the game. Um, it didn't really do much to change anything. I would still always win three v ones even with four gens. Yeah. But I guess my thoughts on it are, I don't hate it. Um, and, you know, we, we I play a lot of Prob Knight, and Prob Knight has the same thing. Prob Knight has it built into the game where as soon as a survivor dies, the gen speeds get faster. Mm. Even if nothing oh, weird. Because like, I, thought, I thought they removed that. Okay, so no. they've got it. Okay. No. Gen speed is slightly increased. And then for the last, if it's 1v1, last survivor, gens are like ripping. Oh yeah, when so, it's when it's when you're the last person, it's so quick. I, right, I do, like I do love Soul Survivor or something. Yeah. I do love the idea because there is like the debate of should the game be like encouraged trying to get twelve hooks rather than just like winning from four face camps, you know? Um, yeah. 
maybe that would be a good way of incentivizing it. Because I, I love when I get, when I have everyone on dead hook, I'm like, they're all alive, they're all dead hook. This is satisfying. And like, it's still like a gen or two left. Like, this feels great. I've played yeah. so well. Um, yeah. So maybe that would be good for the game. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't hate the idea. I just don't, again, I don't see it lining up with behaviors vision, apparently, from how the game yeah. is going, because that to me sounds like a survivor buff, and we're not seeing very many of those right now. Um, <laughs> the killer being saying that. Yeah, no, no I mean, I have, to, I have to be honest. Like, I'm, I'm fundamentally... I think, I think survivor's the power role, Doug. <laughs> depending, on what, depending on what killer you're playing, depending on what map you're playing right. on, depending on what time you're playing, that's true. What add-ons, yeah. I would say that in general, and the, the escape rates reflect this, in general, killer is the, most, the more powerful role overall at this time. Uh, which has not been done any favors by the current gen kick meta, which is just insane to play against if you're not a four man. Which actually segues like, nicely. Finish your point though, Doug. Well, I was just going to say, re referring back to the last time we played on stream with Sinnoh this last week. Yes. Remember how, how hard we had to work on Father's Cha Camel's Chapel to get two people out against an Oni? Yes. With, the, with that <laughs> gen kick so mode? Like, so for. So just for context real quick, we played on Thursday, and we played really sweaty. We played in a four-man Swift. Very rare for us, okay? Um, and we brought toolboxes. We brought, yeah, yeah. Some, some people brought brand new parts. Some people brought, like, prove thyself. Some people brought, you know, other gen perks. And I was amazed. I thought, I mean, we won most of the time. We, we got more escapes than kills in most of our matches. But I was amazed at how close it still was. In some cases, yeah, like Sorry, we, we didn't admittedly we didn't get every match being the gen like builds. We actually had quite some fun killer builds. Like they just weren't, they weren't super sweaty, and we yeah, and we we mm -hmm. were way too prepared for those matches because we crushed them. Yeah, but we as worked, soon as we they brought the, the meta, hours, yeah. we would just it was in, so difficult. Yeah. yeah, we lost to three gen three gen gen kick Andes, and then we had like I said that the Father Camel's match jumped out at me because like. From the jump, we were playing that one like with call outs and calling out where we were on gens, and we were just we were working really hard. I had hyper focus, stake out, brand yeah. new brand new brand new part, commodious toolbox, and I was like trying to jam out the middle gen so they couldn't yes. so they couldn't three gen. Oh, we worked we just, so hard on that middle gen game. to get it done. And only two people barely got out. Like we yeah. worked so hard and barely got out on a mid tier killer. So if you're running that build and you're playing something like a blight or a nurse or a spirit, like Right. This is GG's, even against a yeah. strong team. So it's just crazy. But yeah, if you want to segue now, because we've already started talking about into the into the meta, we can do that. Well, as I was say, like John, you tweeted out about the current meta, didn't you? Recently, I did. I had a little mini viral DVD tweet. Yeah. Um. So I'll go ahead and because I I I talked about um my thoughts on the current meta, which is kind of repeating a lot of the stuff that I said already. Um, on the podcast, but I'll uh, I'll read it out quickly. Just one second. Basically, I was talking about how the the current meta is really boring, and um, I'm not about that. So I said, um, been streaming DVD for almost three years. What's so funny? <laughs> and I'm not about that. I'm not about that. Well, I'm not. <laughs> I said the it current just, meta. It was just it, so John. <laughs> I'm kind of I'm cutting it down. I won't read the whole thing. The current meta okay. is the most boring it has ever been. 
I mentioned uh, playing Survivor killers constantly drop chases to kick gens and get Call of Brian overcharge eruption value. Uh, playing killer, survivors are desperate to blast through gens so they don't get stuck in a never-ending match, as we just demonstrated with our, mm -hmm. our sweaty matches, right? But the game is at its best when it's about chases, and this is something we've talked about in the podcast before. It's DBD's unique selling point for gameplay. Chasing or being chased by iconic horror characters and not clicking on or kicking generators. Public DBD matches feel more like competitive DBD than they ever have been. Um... So basically, I was just talking about this gen kick meta. It's like everything revolves around the three gen, whether or not you can break the three gen or keep the three gen, right? We've talked about this a lot. Um, and I got some I got some interesting comments because it kind of, like I said, it went like mini viral on DBD Twitter. And so I got a lot of people that didn't follow me interacting with it, which proved very interesting. Surprisingly, most people were in agreement. Uh, most content creators that interacted with it were were in agreement. I noticed. Um, I did get some funny, some funny comments though. So I'd like to share. I'd like to share one with you right okay. now. Um, and this this took it in a completely different direction than what I was thinking. Um, so this was their response. That has so much more to do with Swift. The Swift mindset and the current direction of killer designs to compete with Swifts. Literally, your problem can be boiled down into, quote, Swift is ruining the game, unquote. This is because the game is a free-for-all. Swift changes the way survivors play, shifting the game into a 4v1, which the game was never balanced for. Survivors are not supposed to see the others as an absolute teammate but a tool for their own survival. And then they linked like a 12 minute rant video that they made called how Swift is ruining Dead by Daylight. It's never been balanced around a 4v1? I think they that... mean, like like okay. you said earlier, I... like instead of 4v1s, oh, it's 4v1s. So I've been in this community since 2016 and <clears throat> this has come up since they implemented Swift because they did not originally launch Dead by Daylight with like a Swift option. Like Swift was not an intended way for people to play. It was supposed to be right. four solo survivors having to work together to escape the scary killer. And they even went so far as to publicly state member. I don't remember which member of the, the dev team, but somebody publicly stated like the game was never designed around survivor friends. And the, the, the killers that hate Swift have held on to that quote from 2016, maybe 2017 and they've just gripped it like a goddamn teddy bear. Like, oh, see, the devs hate Swift too. And like, that's not the reality. The reality is that the game that launched and the game that is now are completely different games. Yeah, because like, you could say the game was not originally designed around looping. Never. Looping no, was, no. at one point, people would, killers would call looping an exploit because that wasn't the way the game was designed. The game, you're supposed mm -hmm. to hide from the killer and basically have nothing but pallets to save you if you got caught. And then when people, looping was like a tech that they uncovered, and then people were like, okay, and then through the evolution of the game, looping has become a core mechanic. But that's the thing. Look at the way that they've developed perks over the last few years. Like, the game has changed, killers. Like, that's never, ever going to be DBD again. It's never going to be a hide-and-seek, solo queue survivor only, heavily competitive game. Like, it's just, it's not the reality. They They caught fire. The game was an indie nobody game that blew up and is now the number one game in the genre. Top 20 on Twitch. Like, it's a huge game now, right? And the game that we're playing now 
would not be top 20 on Twitch. It would not be a popular game with 70,000 concurrent players during, you know, chapter releases because people don't like to play alone. Like a lot of people like playing with their friends. Gaming for a lot of people is a social game, is a social thing. And it doesn't surprise me that the average killer main mentality is that, you know, it's Swifts are the problem, get rid of Swifts, because a person that tends to gravitate towards killer tends to be more of a solo gamer, a person that doesn't really play games with friends. Literally why I became a killer man, because I enjoyed playing on my own more than playing with a group. It's just, and again, I've obviously I've, you know, I've loosened up. I play with people all the time now, but when I started playing the game, I wasn't, I didn't know anybody who played DVD. I didn't have yeah. a strong social network that played DVD. So I was like, well, killer makes sense. Cause if I play a survivor, I'm playing with random people. What if I play killer? It's all me. So I don't know. It's just, I just can't listen to another person say remove Swift because it's like, it's never going to happen. And if it did, it would kill the game. Like the game would die if they remove survival right. friends. If people couldn't mm-hmm. play with well, their friends, they would stop playing. Right. But my thing, my thing with this, and they doubled down in a couple replies about I'm at high MMR and the majority of our games are Swift. Right. Um, Cause some people brought up solo queue. Uh, I, this whole this whole thing about like Swift being the enemy, it just it's like the typical like Reddit killer main post where it's like I go up against Swift every single game. They're always bringing brand new part. They're always bringing prove thyself. They're always flashlight clicking, teabagging, and it's like there are so many solo queue games that you're just skipping over. Yeah, there's so many busted games. I could I know because I play in them as solo survivor constantly i and will i will also, have a just, game that's just, just busted open from the beginning sorry go ahead which, just to add to that is like swifts aren't always the sweaty god squads people no. playing with their friends are sometimes no. like we we were playing sweaty on thursday we were but usually but, when we swift we are just fucking around talking about something else whilst we play and usually um, we all die and, yeah and like but <laughs> yeah. I, I i go i go against teams where i can tell they're swifts because they're playing too altruistically they're trying to help each other they're trying to get weird they're trying to do little clever flashlight saves Rather than just doing gens, I find increasingly like solo queues more where they're just people just individually just going off and doing gens. Like it's the, right. the problems spread out. It's I don't know. I think people are just a bit. Not every team is a swift. No, I, I would say no. not even. Uh, somebody responded to them saying seventy five percent of people are solo queue is apparently some statistic from behavior. Oh, I'd, like to know, I'd like to. I don't know. Know where that's from? They didn't. They didn't credit it. They just said. That that was a stat that came out. I'll research that for next week and let us know. Yeah, no, they've definitely they've definitely put out player based numbers where they talk about the average trial having like I think duos are actually the most common, Mm -hmm. Um, and then solo. It's like duos, solo, and then three and four. I'll find references. It's like the the breakdown. My thing though is just I I get I get I I get equally tired of this. Like, it's all about the swifts, swift, 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 swifts thing. Because like I said, there's so many games that I play in where the game's just busted from the get-go. Somebody DCs yeah. at five gens, and then we just get tunneled out, and the killer's like, okay, GG, go next, in a game that lasts about five minutes total, right? And it's like, well, that, that game's not going to get posted about on Reddit. Well, this they is, probably this are going to th- forget it about it. And like, This the is the thing. Do you think hour. like the wins like that, they don't hold on to that information? That doesn't like affect them? They're just like, oh, cool, win. The, I won the, like the, I the, was supposed the to. The win means nothing to them, but the defeats piss them off. So it's like yeah, right. that's a cy- no, that's a cycle for an aggressive, um, emotional state about the game, isn't it? If you only yeah. ever focus on the defeats. Well, I've talked well, about this a lot with the RNG conversation too. Is like killer mains will complain about RNG costing them games constantly, right? But where is the killer mains who are like, oh man, I only won this one because like 
this half of the map spawned completely dead and they had nowhere right. to go. Like yeah. they completely discount RNG's role in a lot of their wins. It's like when they win, pure skill, insane killer player. When I lose, RNG fucked me. Like that's that, that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, it's the same concept with Swift thing, right? Yeah, like yeah. I mean, I mean, I play Pig and Nemesis, and pretty much all of my games are RNG based. If I win, it's usually because my zombies or my traps have been good that match. <laughs> yeah, it's like. Uh... It's it's like what I've always said about like uh, negative comments on YouTube and stuff because I've been doing YouTube for over ten years now, and some sometimes a negative comment will get you right, mm. but it's like people say all the time like but ninety nine percent of the comments are positive and it's like well yeah but like you know if you if you shake hands with like a hundred people and ninety nine of them shake their hand shake your hand and smile at you. You know, but one person spits in your face. Which one are you going to remember out of those hundred people? You're going to remember the one that spit yep. in your face. You're not going to remember yeah. guy number 37 who shook your hand and smiled yeah. at you, right? True. So on one hand, I get it. But on the other hand, it's like if you're being objective with, with talking about like the meta for stuff, you need to take into account that Swift isn't all that there is. Yeah, maybe GP's got quite a negative aura around it for a lot of players these days. Yeah. I don't know. I like complaining about this game. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, we know you do. <laughs> but we, but we, but we, we derive joy out of it. I think some people just like get grumpier. Yeah. Just like a little yeah. cycle, just like this game sucks. This game sucks. This game sucks. This, and it's like you gotta laugh at it occasionally. Sometimes well, I... the bad thing's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if the game sucks so bad, then stop playing it. Like, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. why I'm, I, I'm cutting down on my DBD time. Me too. I normally would play this game. I would stream it like four to five times a week, but the current meta is so stale to me that I'm I'm reducing it to like twice a week now. Uh, oh, me too. I'm cutting it down as to a direct two result a week. from this stuff because it's I actually, have found it less. Because I did I did uh, I did a little YouTube video on this topic. If like we're asking people, is Dead by Daylight becoming boring? And like general comments that I got are people kind of in agreement that it just feels really stale. Like most people are saying they've cut down how much they play in the in the last like six months or so like be on twitch yeah. chat or like in my youtube comments people resoundingly are saying they're playing it less or not at all they've just stopped playing it because it's not enjoyable yeah. for them anymore and i and like my video kind of theorizes that the game has it feels more competitive and i think casual players are just getting a little i think doug you actually used the phrase burnt out you've not seen the burnout yeah. quite like this and i think that's yeah. the best way of describing it like i think people are just burnt out on this sweaty I have to win. If I lose it, for some reason, it destroys my ego. So I have to try harder yeah. the next one. So I have to bring the meta and just make... I will sit in a half an hour match if it means winning. Yeah, I have a tinfoil hat theory that's going on right now with me too. Because lately, the killer cues have gotten a lot better. Uh, and back I've when noticed killer, that. I've noticed that. And back when the killer cues were really long and survivor cues were really short, people were positing that, oh, a bunch of survivor mains switched to killer main. And I'm like, no, I don't think that's the case. I think a lot of survivors just left the game. Full stop. Oh, the Dead Hard think, thing really fuck, like annoyed a lot of people to just leave, I think. Yeah, and so I think that was why we had the imbalance. Now I think what's going on is the sweatier the game has gotten, the more the more chill and casual and friendly people are going off and doing other things. And so the my tinfoil hat theory on why killer cues are better is because the average survivor that's playing now is better than the average survivor that was playing a few months ago because like more of mm. the people that are playing in swifts and playing really optimally are sticking around and so then these spoon-fed killer mains who are playing killer and getting free wins all the time are now starting to lose more games and then they're quitting 
I think a lot of the killer mains are leaving and they're blaming game balance. It's like, oh, the game is broken. It's survivor side of game. I'm leaving. I hear it all the time in my chat. Oh, the game, you know, the game, everybody, everybody says it's killer side. It's never been more survivor sided. And I have seen in my personal experience, the extra 10 seconds added per gen doesn't feel like it's there anymore. My gens are oh, now yeah, back I, to, I, I'd, back I'd to agree to you there. The chase. Yeah. yeah. Gens fly. But I, yeah. I will say like does, on stream on on Steam stats though the numbers look fine for the player base like it hasn't dipped a little bit but not like dramatically enough to say there's an issue. So you don't think it. you don't think there's a decline in killer players? But it could be consoles because like I have a feeling the most casual players probably play on console. Oh for sure yeah absolutely yeah I would agree with that. Yeah, so yeah all, I don't know I, I agree it's, with just, all it's, that. Just, it's just a tinfoil hat theory that like maybe there's a lot of because again like this is what a lot of these guys who want survivor <laughs> nerfs and they want the game to be killer sided don't understand is that it's going to make the game worse because the survivors that stay are going to be good at the game. They're going to be playing in form as they're going to be playing perfectly optimally because if they're not, they're just getting dunked on and they're not having fun and they're leaving. So the right. more the tools that the, that, that the devs take away from survivors, the harder the killer matches are going to get, the less fun they're going to be. And the more killers are going to be asking for more nerfs and more changes. It's just, I feel like the cycle almost always happens in every ASIM. Yeah. It's becoming VHS. No. <laughs> no, there's like a hundred people. Well, because no, this is VHS. well, this is the goal. Like, because people when uh, when they blame balance and Dead Body like, starts to address the balance, they don't actually want balance. Then they they just want they want the ability to win. They don't want the game balanced. They want it. They want to be able to just chill out and win the video game occasionally. When they demand balance, what they're asking for is sweaty competitive gameplay. And that's what's happening. And I think I'm a lot of people are realizing that that's not what they wanted, actually. And that's why the casual players are leaving. But Gary, the game is balanced when I can win every game I play. Yeah, <laughs> that's when the game is if balanced. If I can go on a 500 streak, 504k streak, then the game's balanced. Yeah. Like, Finally, a balanced game. People, people, yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. People don't want to win. Uh, people, people don't want balance. Streak. They just want to win. And it's like, that's not a healthy mindset. Yeah. Do, do survivors... Are, is there anybody on, like... A cracked solo escape streak right now? Impossible. Or? Impossible. No. I don't think they can the <laughs> imagine. Stuff, the I'm stuff gonna that, start one. <laughs> the stuff the stuff that like Noob Three was doing back in the day where he was on like a he did like a hundred in a row or something like that. I did, I think right. I had a friend of mine, and I don't want to quote the number, but I think he was up to like eighteen at one point solo escapes, and I was like, That's insane. I like, got to seven. Eighteen in a row? Yeah. It's just, I got to seven a couple of weeks ago. Because like, you gotta, you're battling the killer, you're battling three teammates, you're battling RNG. There's so many things you're battling there that, like, right. it's so precarious. You get hooked once, you could be gone forever. And mm. you can't guarantee not getting hooked. It's just, yeah, you can't guarantee your solo queue yeah. teammates even unhooking you or not yeah, letting you guy, go to second stage and getting tunneled right immediately afterwards. Mm. Yeah, the guy that was doing it had, had a solo escape streak, no left behind was his title. So he wasn't running left behind for the hatch either. He was, like, genuinely approaching it, like, oh. trying to get... Like getting and exit think, gate escapes yeah. and stuff. Well, I mean, he could take the hatch, but he's not right. going to have a perk that shows him where the hatch is. So Yeah, but he's going for exit gates, right? I, yeah, I imagine if you're trying, trying to get it, escape. you probably just take Soul Survivor, wake up, um, a, a purple key. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just, and you, oh, Urban Evasion. How do you survive the rest of the match? Though? Urban Evasion, <laughs> and you just, you just kind of wait till everyone else is dead. That's how you would, your best chance of getting like a good, consistent survival rate, I guess. Yeah, Soul Survivor is, oh. is absolutely the Dark Souls. And hope for right good odds. Hope for good door RNG or something. Yeah, I was about to say you'd be <laughs> fucked as soon as doors were on the same wall mm. or yeah. no way out or. I as you start saying this, you realize why does anyone take this game super seriously? Why does everyone yeah. think winning's like a skill thing? 
I mean, there's a reason why tournaments have to ban like 60 perks and limit so much of the stuff that happens. Like, just, that, 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 uh, when are people going to wake up to the fact that it's an RNG based that game? That tournament we, really we did, I was trials so cackling seriously. through the rule set because it was like, yeah. you can't use these perks, you can't use these perk combinations. <laughs> On this map, you'll be facing this particular killer. It's like, right. Yeah. Which is stupid. It's this RG, game is man. counter to comp. Just have some fun, man. Because you're going to lose a lot of games you shouldn't, and you're going to win. And this is the part that just grinds my gears. You're going to win so many games you shouldn't. Right. Like, how That's is that thing. so hard for people to grasp That's... when they win that you shouldn't have won? Like, if you really cared about balance, you'd realize how lucky you were. Like, people, oh my goodness, they have That's, such a hard time. Was... I didn't do a great job of explaining it, but that's what I was trying to say earlier with, like, killers will complain about the Swifts that, that destroy them on, you know, with, with brand new part and stuff, but they won't talk about the games that they just completely steamroll everybody because someone gave yeah. up on first hook or, mm. you know, they, they had, like, the world's best three gen, you know, or they got Shelter Woods or something. It's important to acknowledge on both both ends. When you when you get lucky, when you win, and when you lose due to bad luck or True. or to your own skill, either either way. I will say though, as a as a positive, because I always hate like talk, talk, like talking about DVD in just a negative kind of light. But I really enjoyed our Swift the other day, uh, the other yeah, night. I, that was like the most fun yeah. I've had in DVD in about a month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> easy. I... It was just. Yeah, I, I did too, and I was afraid because I was just like, oh man, I don't want to just play this game in Swift, but it is more fun on the survivor side mm. like i'm gonna stream the game again on tuesday and i'm playing on playing it solo but i'm like man what if it just really sucks and then i'm like i need to just play with friends from now on well, that, yeah well, that, that, that's why you just change game <laughs> he's like you know what, yeah. this sucks that's what i'm gonna yeah. do or, i mean Better yeah, allowing yeah. myself to do from now on i mean you got some podcast hosts that might be available on speed dial too if you need some true, assistance true, true. buddy oh so yeah, I'll, oh, yeah I'll be there john emergency you need me? assistance yeah, it's break glass. I'll be there with my brand new parts like, and hyperfocus. Stay good. We don't even. We don't even. We don't even need the brand new parts or anything. I just need people that will do gens while a chase is going on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just basic shit. Or you people know? that won't give up on first hook oh, yes. when they go yeah. down. Or if, DC. Yeah, if we could have a game without a DC, that'd be great. It's like it's like when we swift like a couple weeks ago, Gary with Seno, mm. and we had a random. How many times did the random DC? <sighs> And ruined the it game. Was, it was about, I would say, like one in four matches. If I was being yeah. generous, like yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And it was like, what are the what are the odds that the and sometimes like the match would be going fine, and they would just DC, and it's like, oh, now it's now it's a problem. Now this yeah. match isn't going so well. DC with no hooks. Yeah, they went down though. So moving on to the next one, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's our weekly complain about yeah, so. DVD segment. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm trying to end it on a positive yeah, note. We went back to people DC. <laughs> yeah, the, DVD, the DVD meta wrap up is going to be complete, this, right? Yeah, we give it a thumbs down. Thumbs down. <laughs> Hoping for some good changes. On a, still, on, still a, on, a, game. on a positive note, Prop Knight has a new killer. It does. The so clown. I, yeah, you take it away, John. No, no, you go ahead. I was just going <laughs> to... That's all about it, John. The clown. And then, and then point at me? Okay, to, yeah. yeah, that was me. My, it's like a, like, I get it. It's like a meta joke. Uh, no, so <laughs> I, was, I was on YouTube this morning, 
researching some other stuff and in my recommended you made podcast, that sound so weird <laughs> i was researching choo choo charles bro it wasn't okay that's better gross. Okay. i was researching some other stuff some, some stuff yeah okay I'm getting, getting called out Watching some k-pop fan cams or something would that be a bad thing wow okay we no, can talk no, about this no, no. we can talk about this after the podcast uh anyways <laughs> so i was checking out some choo choo charles videos and then i saw in my recommended uh new prop night killer and then it was this image i hadn't seen before i'm like oh there's a new killer in prop night so i loaded up prop night and indeed there was a new killer released it's the clown and uh it's not like the clown in dvd nothing like the clown in dvd it's a completely different kind of character model he's like kind of tall and lanky. imagine it was just the same character model they just ripped it from yeah, somewhere just, just put the clown straight, in huh? yeah, yeah no <laughs> no it's a completely original concept um and I think you guys would agree. It looks really cool, right? Oh, it looks yes, amazing. Yeah. What a cool... The model's it's, very good. I think it's the coolest looking killer in Prop Night. I could yeah. agree. That, yeah, yeah, he's definitely got the coolest vibe. And so he's got this big mallet, and he's got the whole, you know, the clown jumpsuit. He's got a nasty face, the crooked grin, the big fingernails. He's just awesome. And so, of course, I got excited and decided I wanted to take him for a spin. So I, before we started the podcast, I went and played a couple games with him. I like the pun. Because he you literally like spins. Yeah, uh, yeah. You, were, you ruined my big reveal. No, I'm Kappa. So, um, his oh, I know, I know you didn't mean to do that. <laughs> I know. And then you can't even let me pretend like I did. This man is a bully. The, the blonde is now the purple and he's still just as mean. <laughs> <laughs> Meaner than ever. Meaner than ever. So I, um, I tried him out. So his, his main power is on M2 and it's a projectile, which is like a burst. What, what do you think it looks like? It's like kind of like a, Almost like an electric ball or something. Yeah, it's, it's of... yeah, it's like a, a light blue blast. It's like it's like a like a Dragon Ball Z kaiju. Yeah, or like a maybe like a fireball, like a Ryu yeah. fireball from yeah. Street Fighter. Like Fire. a Hadouken. And so you fire out a Hadouken, uh, which does <laughs> which does big damage if you hit him directly, but it also has splash damage on the on the outskirts of it. So you can actually hit everybody if you hit a, a group of, of survivors, it'll hit them all for like 10, 15 damage. Mm. I think I've only managed to hit one direct shot. And it was like 35 damage, which is the same as an M1. So it's yeah. pretty strong if you can hit it, but it's another one of the, those of you guys who play Prop Night will relate, but there's a lot of maybe questionable hitboxes in the game. It can be kind of difficult to really tie down where it hits at, but overall really cool ability. It's on a very short cooldown, so you can continue to spam it through chases. Um, hard to hit on a small prop, very easy to hit on a big prop, pretty easy to hit on a survivor. His other power is on a long cooldown, it's the E button, and you basically take your mallet and you just spin in like a hurricane, cyclone sort of sort of way. Um, very difficult for me to tie down at what point it connects with the survivor. Um, it feels it's the, like it's on it, the mallet. It, it feels like it seems. Sometimes it seems to be on the mallet. Other times it seems to be when you're just really close to them. Like it's yeah. like your, it's like the the clown's body doing it. Yeah, very and, difficult to gauge. Yeah, I'll be playing it more to to try and gauge it better. But um, what it doesn't do is like a huge AOE. Like it doesn't do damage to everybody in a rate. You have to be very close to do the damage. So, mm. but what it does do is give you basically unstoppable. You can't be stunned. They can't use any ability. They can't flashlight you or do anything. So if you think somebody's going to set up a flashlight or if you think somebody's, if you've been playing against somebody who's like a stun master, you can pop that and keep yourself protected. So overall, really cool design. I won both of the games that I played with him. I got 4Ks in both games. Um, he seems to me like... Another, I think what Prop Knight does better than most other ASIMs is they don't try to do too much. Like the killer only has like two powers and they're pretty basic powers. Yeah. Um, there I are agree. perk slots, but the perks aren't super impactful. Kind of reminds me of VHS perks where they're like impactful, but not like 
game changing, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. impact. So, um, and what that gives me is like a real, real fun experience and really good time. And I think it's a two thumbs up on the clown DLC. I, I play yeah. more, but from what I've seen of the clown, he gets thumbs up from me too. Cause I like the little tune. He like, Oh, he does, yeah. there's a little tune. Yeah. He's he, walking like, around. He sings awesome. to himself and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, like they... vocal lines and stuff, which is interesting. I like that. I think Prop Night do a like... really good job. Yeah, Prop Agreed. Night actually been impressing. I I want to play that more. Actually, coming up, I want to play some Prop Night because it's been there you go. impressive. Tuesday me DVD, but then if you hate it, Prop Night. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Tuesday might he's be not a gonna, killer. Yeah, he's not killer only DVD. He's not going <laughs> to commit to anything on on podcast, man. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> that's, um, that's, that's forever. No, because Prop Nine had that big update that went through that actually brought a lot of people back to the game. Um, mm-hmm. when they revamped everything, because they revamped everything twice, and the first revamp, everybody was, was really a disaster. It was a disaster. Um, and then the second revamp that came through, it was like a month ago by now, I guess. Um, seems to really be um like well received from what I've seen so far. And because they've got, they finally got player progression in, and they've got they've got ranks now, right? Yeah. So, it's kind of busted yeah. though. Like it's not really it's not really working the way it's intended yet. But it's something, but, uh, right? It's it's something. It's, yeah, they're, it's like they're the trying a step there. in the right direction. Like it's, yeah. So it's, it looks like it's gonna get better and better now. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but something they just did with the clown patch is they increased the speed of everything. Killers, survivors, and props all move faster. And now that I think of it. I do remember. I do realize it did feel good. It felt better. It was mm. everything was moving faster. I noticed when I was watching you that I was like, "Wow, Doug's like zooming around the map," yeah. which is an, which is important because one of the things that I think to, to go back to DVD's meta problem right now a little bit, the slowdown of the game I think was a bad idea because you want games to be quite. It's there's party elements to it where you want it to be quick and sharp and enjoyable. Um, if the game takes too long, you get fatigued and fed up. And I think Prop Knight's maybe stepping in the right direction to go, what if we just ramp it up even more so you can get more games in during your session? Yeah, another another thing that I didn't notice that happened on the patch that happened on the 6th is that they did fix the experience points and MMR points. So apparently that, that bug that was in before is fixed and the rank should be working as intended. So. Oh, that's good then. Yeah, and I don't know, I mentioned it to you guys, and it wasn't in the patch notes, but they've definitely made some changes to the maps, because there was a previous infinite area that they've patched now, and it's not an infinite anymore. And I don't know how long ago that patch happened, I could go through the notes and check. I'm not like Gary, I don't prepare ahead of time, I just shoot shoot from the hip, but I definitely was looped on that infinite a couple weeks ago, and today... I was showing you guys that it's now not in the game anymore. So they might just be doing that whole, if we don't talk about these kind of things, maybe they'll get like less attention, but they're doing little quality of life changes of the maps as well. So, Which is really healthy and good to hear about as well. Yeah. Agreed completely. So it's awesome, man. Cause like, I, I remember people telling me in the early stages of Prob Night that they were worried that the devs would give up on the game and they would stop yeah. putting the effort in the game. And- I mean, I kind of thought they would. So I thought they would yeah. too. We're a year out now and they're still and they're just putting up some of the best updates. Up, yeah. Sleeves yeah. are up, and they're really improving the game a lot, so we'll keep our eyes on that one. Yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of updates, though, uh, there is a, another update on the horizon for... John, you can have a little nap now. Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed! <laughs> um, it's, it's kind of, again, like, I don't... The team behind that don't do a great job of... I don't... 
like telling people about this stuff. Like I feel like it was just it went a bit unnoticed because Doug, you haven't heard about this at all, have you? Not even a little. And you um, know, you're, you're a big Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed fan as yeah. I am. Um, but it's going to be the first DLC. It will be free, uh, and it's going to come with a new ghost and a new map. Um, so the new map is going to be called the Facility, uh, and I've written down the description of what, how they've described it. The facility closed for good in the late 1980s and has been recently purchased by a private investor group who has plans to renovate and reopen the facility. Unfortunately for them, it's been being plagued by ghost, uh, ghostly activity and construction crews refuse to enter the, this haunted health centre. So, it looks kind of cool. There's some screenshots online. Looks kind of interesting. Lots of scaffolding and stuff around. So I think it would be like another, a nice new environment to explore. And then the new ghost is called the Muncher, which if anyone has seen... Um, Ghostbusters Afterlife, uh, the latest instalment. Um, there was a ghost in that film which could eat, which like ate metal, and they have to go hunt it down. It's like one of the main ghosts in the film, and that's going to be in the game now. That's the one they're bringing in, which I think is really exciting as well, and just like a really healthy new ghost, and it's it's recognizable from the films. It's going to be a character, so I think that might bring in more players as well because it's it's a you know Afterlife was a great film, so yeah. Mm-hmm. I uh, I never saw I never saw the film, so I'm not really excited initially because of the film's ghost. But then you showed me screenshots of him, and he looks awesome. Like I He's, love him. Yeah, I very him. cool looking. Seems like the kind of ghost that I'd want to play. Like you know, so I'm pretty excited to try it out. I'll be excited to see what its power is going to be. Yeah, Gary will be really concerned about that. You're going to crunch the numbers and let me know if he's good or bad. I appreciate that. Very he's much. not meta. He's not going to be yeah. in the meta. <laughs> no, you can't play that one. Yeah, so... Um, he's not fun. Yeah, I, he's no fun. I'm hoping that... Well, do you know when the DLC drops? Have they announced uh, I don't think they've said the date yet. I just know it's coming. Okay. Unless I've missed well, it completely. Well, we might want to... Maybe this week, Gary, you and I... Some of our I'm- first thing in the morning end of the stream sessions we could jump in and play some ghostbusters i'm down to play some ghostbusters i love that game same i'm really kind of missing it a little bit so it'd be really fun and then john we'll tell you all about it yeah so Uh, yeah, that's 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 it for ghostbusters oh okay you don't have to rush through it on my account oh no it's just short and snappy it's just there's, there's there's an update coming which is exciting uh, the game's not we, dead. Uh, no, trust I, us, we we didn't rush on your account. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I joke, but I do want to see Ghostbusters continue to get updates and and to thrive. I want all these games to to do well. So yeah, it's exciting. Well, we have two upcoming games, which we I think we all agree we want to thrive. Before oh. we do that, do we want to do a little bit on the new? Horror Asim that just dropped. Oh, oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We do wanna... This one dropped in a big way, right? This in one a got big a way. whole lot of attention, right? Yeah, from what and I've heard, actually, the servers have been struggling. They're done. The survivors, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry, the survivors. The servers have been getting pelted. It got announced during the Game Awards. It's the new Among Us hide and seek mode, y'all. The new horror game, <laughs> where one person plays the imposter. D- Dead by Daylight's in trouble. This is the one that's going to kill it. This is the Dead, Dead by Daylight killer. Yeah, yeah. One person plays as the imposter, who's actually a monster with fangs and a long tongue to boot. And they have to go around the map killing the crewmates, of which there can be up to 14, which is a lot. Um, so we actually did play this the other day. For for a bit, I'm 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 mostly joking, you know. Uh, 
introducing this as like a new horror asim. But I mean, it is. It is a, an it is a asymmetrical nice horror game. game, and it is horror, so it counts. Um, yeah, we got to play. I think we all got to play the imposter yes, uh, when we played together. And then Doug's also played solo queue, which Gary and I haven't. So, um, yeah, what are your thoughts from our experiences? Gary? Gary, please. As, as the one who was, like, I think I was the most silent whilst we were playing it, because I just really didn't like it, didn't want to spoil anyone's enjoyment of it by being grumpy. But, like, I didn't like it. I found it really monotonous and just... Because what happens is... You spawn in, you can spawn in at the exact same place as the imposter, and then you can die immediately. And in a game when you're, like, playing with your friends and trying to joke around and stuff, like, and you're instantly dead, and you just kind of have to let everyone else just carry on playing, it's like, it's a bit deflating. And even then, when, when you're playing the game and you're still alive, I feel like most of the time I'm like, well, am I, should I just hide, or do I have to go do tasks? Like, it just, it just, every time you die in that game mode, it felt kind of deflating. And I just really wasn't because we got we were playing the original mode beforehand, and that was a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. And then I just found this mode to be the exact opposite. I was like, it's kind of boring right. for me. Like it's, I wanted to be excited by it, but I just found it really not that interesting for me. Um, but yeah, <laughs> so I yeah, I didn't it's... love it, and I found playing as the imposter as well just e as equally like uninteresting because I just like I'd see someone, I'd instantly kill them. It was like there's no interaction. Yeah, I think that's my biggest issue with it is that the 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 main gameplay and there's a reason that the monster is called the seeker, I believe actually is what the monster is called. Um the seeker and then the the hiders are the crewmates. Um the reason that I I find it kind of fun but ultimately not something I'm going to spend too much time on is because most of the gameplay is centered around seeking. When you're the seeker, you seek the survivors or the hiders, and then once you find them, they're dead most of the time. If they're not, then you made a mistake. <laughs> um, or they crawled into a vent. Sometimes they can use the vent to juke you, and there's nothing they, that you can do about that, really. Um, but I, I would have liked to have seen more of what they kind of teased in the trailer. There was a moment where like a hider was looping the seeker on like, a table, and so I was like, oh, there's looping, like in DVD. But all the maps are exactly the same as they are when you play the conventional mode. So there's not really a whole lot of looping areas. Um, and it's mostly just a hiding game, actually. And you can do this annoying thing as hider, too, where you can just camp a vent. And then as soon as the seeker comes in range, you just duck straight into the vent and move to another area of the map. Which is not a great gameplay loop in my opinion. But those are my yeah. thoughts. So I, I did not have a lot of fun when we played as a group. Uh, and I think a lot of that had to do with trying to figure out the game. And then again, what Gary said, like, it just sucks when you die first and you're with like, you're literally with a group of like 10 or 12 of your friends. And like, now you're not getting to play. There's nothing for you to do. It's not like standard among us where you can go work on tasks as a ghost. And then you can like in between rounds, you can talk to the other dead people and be like, Oh, can you believe it was John the whole time? I played that so well. Right. Like yeah. that element's completely gone, but the game is also like really fast. It's like what five minutes is the initial timer, I think total. And then you can take that timer down with doing tasks. So in the hide and seek mode, it does move quicker, 
But it still sucks if you're like the first or second person kill because you have nothing to do. Uh, what I will say also is we were having to play on like, were we on the Asian servers, the EU servers or something like that? Because the NA servers mm, are like completely... Ping was awful. Like Mine, yeah. mine was at like 5,000 at one point. It's like, I've never seen ping yeah. that high before. Yeah, so NA servers as of this morning, I tested it out. I woke up, okay, I woke up at 7 a.m. and started playing Among Us right away. That's my life now. So I was up playing Among Us this morning and the NA servers were just... Still bored. They would get up to like 3,000 ping mid-match. And you just... I'd be like running and all of a sudden I'm dead. And I would die in a room I wasn't even in. So ping was a major issue. So I went to Asian servers, which got the best ping for me, which is about 160, 170. I played for a few hours. I had a lot of fun once I kind of got the swing of things. Um, some things to note. How the lobby is set up makes a huge difference in how the gameplay goes. Because there are... You have all the different options to change the, the hider's movement speed the seeker's movement speed, how many events are available. One thing I'll say as well, I've had way more fun playing on Skeld than the, 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 it was like the base map than I ever did playing those. Cause we were playing on the biggest map in the game. On the like airship. The yeah. The yeah. airship, not a fun experience, but the smaller map with, you know, settings set up the way that like, for instance, we like most of the games I played low vision and then like three to five vents available was the, That's was the, cool. The, yeah. The most fun I had playing the game was on Skilled with a reasonable movement speed on both because you, you didn't just die as soon as you saw the Seeker. You actually could have ran and looped long enough to get to a vent. Um, it really removed that problem you were talking about, John. People were feeling bulls. They didn't have to just stand on the vent and, mm. you know, wait maybe, 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 maybe it's the settings. If we can maybe like, find it's the, the settings uh, then, yeah. Because yeah. I, I I'd mean, be willing to give it another go if there's, like, settings out there that are enjoyable. Yeah, yeah if you could... Next time we play, Doug, if you could suggest some for us, that would be great. Yeah. And we'll play on the skeleton. We'll try to recreate that experience. Because, yeah. yeah, I was feeling when we were playing, like, maybe it was our fault that it wasn't feeling great. I do I do hate that that newest map. That, yeah. That map. The airship. I, I think the idea there was that if we picked a smaller map, then the monster would just kill anyone. But I didn't think, we didn't really think about increasing vent uses or, or yeah. adjusting yeah. low vision and things like that. Yeah. So. And then uh, the other thing to factor in is that with the ping being so bad, uh, there were like infinite times where I would like vent and then I would die after I vented. So it's like, mm. and then similarly, like when I was playing as the, as the, the seeker, I would get to a guy and I would press Q and then he would like just jump into the vent because ping was, was denying. So I'd love to, I mean, I was planning on making a video and I'm probably going to wait a week or two until the servers chill out so I can actually play on NA servers and get decent ping because I really think it's hard to make huge judgments based on a game where the, the ping is just a huge factor. So, but yeah. I'm initially I'm feeling positive about it. I'm excited about playing it more. So I yeah. think it's, it might actually be that rare ASM experience. That's more fun solo than with a group too. Yeah, we'll solo, to, I wonder because what we're saying about like how when you're with your friends and you die first, now you you suddenly can't do anything. If you're with randoms anyway, yeah, you, you don't have that issue of is it FOMO feeling of yeah, feeling of yeah, missing out. Vice, like you don't have that if you're just with randoms because it's yeah. you weren't talking versa. to your friends anyway. You weren't interacting with anyone. And vice versa, if we play two or three rounds where Gary dies first. And then I'm the seeker. I'm not going to want to kill Gary right away. I'll be like, oh, he won't, you know. But like, if I'm playing with randoms, I don't care. I'm, okay, I'm just going to yeah. kill this blue guy. Like, you just don't have to think as much. It's a brain. Like, 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 you wouldn't just kill me anyway. <laughs> Suspension of disbelief, I, Gary. Come on. I also think that uh, adjusting the settings will make it more interesting 
if we died to observe the gameplay. Because how we were playing mm. before is when we died, we would just follow the Seeker around. And if the Seeker found you, they just killed you. So it yeah. wasn't really that fun to watch the Seeker gameplay. But if we adjust the settings with vision and vents, um, then it might be more interesting. Even yeah, if I'll, start, I'll start taking notes on like what speeds I like. and Because flashlight mode... Flashlight mode is actually kind of cool. I don't know. We have we can explain that, but to the people that are you know haven't tried it before, basically flashlight mode makes it so everything around on the map is like darkened, as if mm -hmm. it's like the lights are out, and you have a cone that's just your flashlight. You use your mouse to direct it, um, and they you know the flashlight you can set it at any amount you want, so the flashlight can be really bright or really narrow. I had one game where I was playing a seeker, and the flashlight was like super long but super narrow, so you could just catch people just their tail, right? And you'd be like, oh, he yeah. went in that room. And so that was kind of a neat way to do it because it gave you a ton of range, but you would only have such a narrow window to see him. And I thought it was pretty fun. Maybe we can test it out um, at some point to help get the numbers. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So pretty cool. So I'd, be, I'd be down to try it again. It's a cool even concept. Though, even though I hated it. <laughs> yeah. You're just a generally agreeable fellow too, Gary. We can talk you into doing most things if your friends are going to be there. So <laughs> It's just true. Yeah. It's true. So we'll we'll revisit a little bit more and talk about this more down the road. Cool. Well, yeah, that was uh, actually more productive and informative than I thought. I thought we were just gonna be like, "Yeah, there's a new hide and seek mode." And <laughs> anyway, no, 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 no. yeah, but then I woke up and played. Then I woke up and played it for like four hours today. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got super into it and wanted to talk about it forever. My bad. Sorry. Awesome. Because no, it's it well, definitely it's, a nice horror game. Because Doug likes it. It's mm -hmm. funny because we actually back when we were playing a lot of Among Us, Gary. This is before we knew Doug, I think. It actually. was, yeah. Dog we were, playing, we were playing a lot of Among Us, and we actually forced a mode like that. Yeah, we, we played it. We called, didn't we call it DVD mode? We called it DVD mode, where yeah. the imposter... You, basically, you just couldn't report bodies, and you couldn't call emergencies. Yeah. So it was a race between the crewmates to see if they could get their tasks done first, or the imposter, if they could kill everyone And first. we had the proximity chat on, so like... The, you right. would, you would, so when you died, you would just hear the screech. Everyone yeah. would kind of like do a death howl as they were taken down. <laughs> it was pretty. That's awesome. It was pretty fun, but it's nice to have an uh, an officially supported mode yeah. that they. I'm sorry, I can't believe they haven't put proximity chat into the game. I know because the one time that we did play Among Us without proximity chat, it like blew all the other sessions out of the water. We should yeah. do that yeah. next time. We, we need to find. It. We need to refine that. I'd be down. I think it's called True think... Link. Is what we use. There might yeah. be a better one now though. I think that there's a, a big reason they haven't invested in the proximity chat is I think that a large percentage of the player base is like mobile. I think a lot of people mm. play on mobile and implementing that with mobile might be difficult. That's true. But they could just not do it for mobile. Mobile. They could just like... Yeah. Like yeah, DVD like hasn't bothered to only. put like text chat into console. Like. Yeah. Hmm. That's true. Anyways. Well, there's mods that we can use anyway, so... Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, Among Us. So Gary, our field reporter, with some um, information on the two hype, hyped up upcoming ASIM horror games. Which would I talk about first? We've got Killer Clowns from Outer Space, the game, or we've got the Texas Chainsaw game. Which Let's one do would you Killer Clowns first? first. Yeah, okay. we need to leave. We need to leave Texas Chainsaw for the main event. That's the yeah. game we're all really excited about. So, yeah. uh, well, that might change you because I've I've been looking into the Killer Clowns game. They've been they've been tweeting things out. Uh, occasionally, I've been trying to keep track of it. And I, I finally went through it all today, and uh, honestly, I, I'm really excited for this game. Uh, so, obviously, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, based on the is it 1980s film? It's yeah. From the 80s, right? Yeah. 
Um, I think it's like 89 or something. Yeah. Um, but it's going to be a 3v7 asymmetrical horror game, for anyone who doesn't know. Um, and so this is what I've gathered about the game, because they haven't really released too much about what the game is, but looking through stuff, we can kind of piece it together. So the clowns are aiming to capture the most or all of the human citizens. So I don't know if that refers to um, the players themselves, the seven that they're trying to defeat, or if there might be some AI elements like Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed has, where maybe they can... This is just human citizens walking around. I don't know what that means just yet. Uh, but the humans aim to deactivate the clown spaceship, escape the map, or keep the majority of the townsfolk alive for the entire round. So I'm guessing there's AI. Like, just people that you're trying to defend as well. Right. Um, we didn't talk about this when it was announced, but a little, I think like a month or so ago, they uh, spoke about the balloon bloodhound, which I thought was a really cool looking thing. Um, it's like a little balloon dog that can sniff out humans. <laughs> yeah. I think it looks amazing um but they have now sh discussed the five classes of clowns and the five classes of humans that you can play as um, which the character models for the the clowns look amazing like this they're, they're so impressive um but you can play as the scout the fighter the tank the tracker or the trapster um for the clown side so you, uh, i won't go into the intricate details of all, so each of those i just thought i'd highlight the things that i thought were interesting from a mechanics perspective so sorry, that's, that's four different classes for three five. different clowns? Yes, five, five. Five different classes for three clowns, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, but I noticed the scout can lure humans in. I think it's called l finger lure. I t I'm assuming it's like a... But it seems like it might be able to make humans come towards them, potentially, which I thought was... Because we used to play a game... Was it Nosgoth? Is that what it was called? Nosgoth? The vampire so, game? Yeah, yeah, the vampire game, where there was like oh, the, yeah. the weird character i used to play that could make people come towards them i wonder if it's gonna yeah. be similar to that um then there's the tank which can break through uh, walls so there's gonna be some destructible environments in the game dibs um <laughs> that'll be the one you'll like i know dibs and then the tracker i just thought this was interesting the tracker is quite a slow moving character but they have an invisible car they can drive around which i'm very much looking forward to play. Invisible car. <laughs> they can get in an invisible Bro. car and drive around i mean 3v7 right so yeah. This is going to be a game that we're going to play, the three of us. Yeah. yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. 100%. Yep. Um, I really like, though, <laughs> what, I, what I will say is the tracker, because it's going to have a car, there's another one of the characters, I think it's the, uh, the tr uh, it might be the fighter that has a tricycle they can use as well. And they can, uh, apparently they can, like, appear out of pizza boxes. I don't know if that means it can teleport. But I wonder if that means the map's going to be kind of big. Because, like, a car and, like, a tricycle means that it might imply there's, like, some movement around that you're going to have to rely on. I mean, I would um, assume that in a 3v7, a, a map would have to be kind of big, right? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so a lot of player yeah. control characters in one place. I hope it's, uh, like, Friday the 13th size and not, like, Evil Dead size. I'm yeah, thinking, yeah, I can agree. Okay. Um, then there's the five classes for the humans, uh, which is the biker, the cop, the punk, the redneck, and the teen. Um... I don't know, they have intricate little things that break down, but basically, to summarize what they, what things that I thought were interesting is, basically humans can fight back, they can use guns, uh, some can excel at running, others at hiding, so there's definitely going to be different play styles for different classes, which I think is quite an exciting idea as well. So it means that you can play in a style that's befitting of you. And then the thing they've most, li uh, most recently been talking about is these things called the lackeys, um, which are AI units which cannot be controlled by the clowns, but they patrol and walk around outside of the clown spaceship, uh, move around across the map, and they are attracted by sound. So when survivors knock into stuff, which makes me think that there's going to be, like, 
objects with rigid bodies they can just knock over. Um, mm -hmm. If you slam doors or open windows, it's going to attract these things. Uh, and they can leap onto the player's back, similar to Victor in Dead by Daylight. Uh, and they can subdue the humans for the killer clowns to come collect them in their cotton candy cocoons, if you've seen the films. <laughs> um, uh, but it seems you can fight for your life at that point. So I'm guessing there's like a, once you've been grabbed by it, probably similar to Victor, you can tuck him on right. the ground or whatever. Um, yeah. But when Lackey see you, they also release rainbow confetti to alert the clowns that, you, that they've seen you. <laughs> this game sounds brilliant. It sounds uh, fun, yeah. And the more survivors who are captured by um, Lackeys and the clowns will... It, it, it describes it as spawning opportunities for Lackeys. It increases the spawning opportunity. So I'm guessing the more people that get captured, the more Lackeys start to spawn around the map, making it more difficult. But that's, that's all the information that I've kind of like pieced out of it so far, which I think... It's all quite exciting, I think. What do you guys so, think? Those lackeys, this sounds a lot like the knight in DVD, right? Uh, maybe a little, a little bit. Like It, it seems mm. like there's going to be like a lot of AI elements in the map yeah. going on. And that's okay, probably. Yeah, oh, no, I, be, I love it. That'll be interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. like, the Evil Dead's thing, right? Evil Dead's like a mm -hmm. PvE, VP, pretty much. Like, you're mm. PvEing, but then the, the demon gets to kind of control the because like yeah because the idea of the survivors kind of playing like a single player game together to like avoid the lackeys and then suddenly there's a one of the killer clowns appears i think that's gonna be quite yeah. exhilarating yeah i'm excited about it i you know you've talked about their social media is super active and they're yes, always yeah, like yeah, talking yeah. and they've they've been out there talking about how they they have the original rights holders on board, but like expanding on canon and like building up to possibly having long-term DLCs where you like go to the killer clowns home planet. Like they have all this stuff that like they're promising to deliver. Basically they're looking at the game, like a long-term project, which is huge mm. coming out of the gate. Yeah. Um, it is a beloved franchise. It's going to have crossplay out of the gate. Like I think they got a lot of checks in the boxes. This thing could succeed. So we'll just have to wait and see you know, how the delivery is, but it sounds to me like it's going to be really fun, and I'm excited. There is one yeah, other little exciting element to it as well. Mm. They have been interacting a lot with Ghostbusters Spirits Unleashed on Twitter. Those two mm. just keep tweeting at each other. It's mm. I don't know what that means, but it could mean there's some crossover room in the future. That would be... I don't know what that I could mean, be, but I'm excited by the idea. Frankly, it makes a lot of sense. They've got that kind of cheesy 80s campy horror vibe to them so yeah. it would make sense for them to cross over yeah. yeah cool well yeah i'm really looking forward to uh stacking up with you guys for for some 3v7 clown action that's gonna yeah. be so much fun just like uh just like in texas chainsaw yeah like these two games seem like they're designed for the spine chill podcast a bit don't they like they're just they're yeah. making room for us well it'd be great to play that with y'all for sure and uh, um, just like that, Texas Chainsaw. What do we got for Texas Chainsaw? I've got a lot of information about this as well. All right. <laughs> mostly about right, the classes. Mostly about the <laughs> classes again. Um, by the way, Texas Chainsaw will have skill uh, trees. That's been confirmed now. Cool. I don't, know if, I don't know if we've discussed that in the past, but it's been confirmed. Um, I think we've speculated in the hmm. last time we talked about them, like four or five episodes ago, maybe. Yeah. Okay, so the... The five killers, they've kind of... They, what they've been doing recently is they've released like these like online trading cards that break down what their abilities are. I kind of got fed up of waiting for a new one to come out. So I've waited. They're all out now, so I can just I just read through them all today. Um, so obviously there's five killers at the moment they've announced. Two original news 
new to the franchise and then three of the originals um so i've got their abilities and what they can kind of do which again will help us kind of be able to visualize how this game's going to play quite a lot i think um so there's the cook who has the ability to seek uh, they can listen carefully and detect strange uh, sounds around the map he can focus and reveal victims locations victims being the survivors in this game um he can also lock doors uh, he begins with three locks in his inventory he can remove them and use those locks those same locks elsewhere as well and he can close crawl spaces, forcing victims to reopen them quietly. So crawl spaces is the areas that the victims can hide, um, but they can be locked. So oh. again, it's a very a very sound-driven character. Yeah. Um, then there's one of the original characters they've made called Sissy. Uh, she has a power... She, she seems quite interesting. So she's got an ability called Bane, where she can craft poisons from local plants and can blow the powder into victims' faces or contaminate objects around the map. So I think she might have a bit of a plague vibe to her. Uh, she can traverse through small gaps and crawl spaces. And she can also use hiding spaces. Which means she could hide in a cupboard. And wait That's for a cool. victim to yeah, just like maybe that. try and hide in it's, it and then be surprised. It's, it's like what some people have been pining for in DVD for forever. Like, there should be a killer that can... Hide in lockers! Not like the dredge, but like... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, actually yeah. hide where you don't know it's inside the locker. Yeah. Like... Yeah, so the Sissy's probably the one I'm the most excited for now. I think she sounds like she's going to be the most amusing. Um, but then there's the Hitchhiker, who has trap. He just he can put bear traps around. Um, but he can also use gaps and crawl spaces as well. But he has high endurance, so he can swipe a lot whilst he chases victims down. So he can like do lots of little knife attacks, I guess. Um, there's Johnny, who has the ability to hunt, uh, where he can track victims' footprints around the map, which reminds me of one of the characters in Rainbow Six Siege. I forget their name. Do you remember it, John? There's one that has, like, the special glasses where they can track footsteps. Oh, um, Jackal. That's it, yeah. Yeah, a bit yeah. like that. Um, he can also instantly barge through doors and close crawl spaces. And he's got something, concussive hits, which disorientates victims he hits. So I don't know what's that, what that means specifically, but it could be like a clown's bottle. Where you kind of, it blurs what you can see. And then there's Leatherface, Doug's mane. And he has the ability yeah, main, so. where he can just instantly kill. Just instantly kill people if he bumps into them. Uh, he can destroy crawl, crawl spaces, barricades, doors. He's just blunt force. That's my guy. <laughs> That's my guy. I'm ready. Let's go. Uh, so what do you guys think of those killer abilities? Out of curiosity. I mean... They all sound good. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I'd be happy to play any of them. I do, I do like the idea. I mean, you've already said that you like, you, you plan on playing Sissy, right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I'm sure we'll switch off a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. Like idea, I, I also want to play of, all of them. The idea of hiding in a cupboard or in a crawl space, right? That mm. I, I like anything where the killer can scare the survivors, not necessarily damage them or kill them or whatever, but mm. where, where you can do something unexpected like that. That's really fun. Yeah, you can get a reaction out of someone. Right. Um, yeah, and I, and I quite like there's like elements like the hitchhiker has some trapper elements to them. Sissy obviously has some plague elements potentially to her. So I think that's quite an interesting way about going with it as well. Bubba's just Bubba. <laughs> he does the exact same kind of thing. So yeah. I think it's, it's nice. It's going to be a nice way for DVD people to understand the game very quickly, I, I suspect, which will be good for the game as well. Oh my god, it's Leatherface from Dead by Daylight! This is the game! <laughs> I, I wonder how they got the rights to DVD's character! How did they got the rights to yeah. DVD's <laughs> Absolutely. 
I really all I have to say is that it's really hard to like hear you describe them without really knowing the entire gameplay loop and be like, oh, how would I like that? But it all sounds interesting and it sounds like I expected out of gun media is that they're putting a lot of like time and effort and care into creating a unique and diverse experience. So mm. I'm excited to try it all out and see how it all works. But I think at the end of the day, I'll probably end up playing mostly Bubba because that sounds pretty awesome. That's fine. As long we'll as be... me and John will be right behind you. Yes. yes master. <laughs> we'll bring them to you. <laughs> Please. Well, and thank you. Um, and then there's the victims as well. They've announced their, their powers. Um, so there's Connie, who has focused ability. But, uh, they can pick locks faster at the cost of stamina. Uh, they have a family proximity warnings without consuming the unlock tool. So I think they can be alerted when the family are coming closer to them. Uh, Sunny has heightened sense. Situa uh, situational awareness buff. They can detect noise made by anyone nearby. Um... So they can track movements of people around them, which I think could be quite strong. Yeah. Uh, Julie, ultimate escape. When activated, cannot be tracked by the family. Significant reduction in stamina drain when sprinting for a short time. That's like which distortion. Are, yeah, distortion meets kind of like a sprint burst kind of thing. Yeah. Um, then there's Leland, who has lifesaver, can bump charge a family member stunning them. Which I think that will be... It's like dead hard at the killer. <laughs> which I think right. is going to be quite fun because people have asked for that in DVD for a long time like some way of like bumping into the killer I guess yeah and then there's Anna pain is nothing uh, a significant reduction in damage received from attacks and falls and then temporary immunity to poison which I think is an interesting thing I don't know how much poison is going to have a uh, place in the game so it's quite interesting to hear that word used so often between yeah. So yeah, it seems like every single character's got like their own strength. I, I'm, I'm assuming you can't play as the same survivor yeah, not, as someone yeah. else. So I think it's going to be like everyone brings something special and unique to the team. Yeah. Which is something that I've heard asked for a lot. People have always talked about that in DVD, like wanting each individual survivor to have their own power or their own special thing. Because I mean, at this point, survivors in DVD are, they're just... There's a reason they share the same MMR. Yeah, yeah they're, cosmetic, they're cosmetics and they're, you know... Yeah. teachable perk carriers and that's about it so i mean like when we did that stream where we was it the game run article where we took specific roles yeah. that yeah. was like the that was a very fun way to play dpd yeah, yeah it, it actually was despite how dumb the article is yeah, yeah the, the article's trash but it and actually we, and we died a lot we did but we had a lot of fun with specific True. roles I think part of the frustration with DVD is like you have to do everything all the time. You have to work on the gen. You have to, you know, chase or yep. get chased by the killer. You have to save. You have to do all that stuff, right? Wear a different hat. So that'd be cool yep. that in this one, we'll have more clearly defined roles. Maybe. Mm. We'll see. I'm also intrigued to see how much it, the game, because I know that the end game, when you... When you try and power one of the doors, someone has to be at the power point and other people have to be like at the escape point, essentially. So I think that's going to be, there's things in that, I suspect, like obviously we don't know for certain yet, but it seems like there's, there's ways of splitting people up, which I think will add to the horror element, which I think could be, especially if you've got like Sissy hiding in a, in a cupboard, mm -hmm. I think this game could be quite tense. I think it could be very good. I'm very excited for Texas Chainsaw. If it's terrible, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's possible. No, I, I, 
It, it might be disappointing, but it's not going to be terrible. No, no, true. Way. The fact they got the chains, the they recreated the chainsaw just to get the correct sound effects tells yeah. me this game's got so much passion going into it that I've got pretty high hopes. Yeah. I think I would agree 100% with what you said, John. Like, there's no way it sucks. It no. may not be as good as we hope it is. It may not be as good as we expect it to be, but it won't be a bad game. Like, mm. yeah. You know, we're, we're still playing Prop Night and Evil Dead, you know, this far into the evolutions of those games. And I, I can't imagine that TCM is going to come out of the gate behind where those guys are at now. You know what I mean? No, no. Mm. So. Can't come soon enough. True. When's the release date for TCM? Early next Q1, year. Yeah, Q1, I think. So coming up. Yeah, I'm very excited. Exciting. That's going to be a big day. I could see all of us just like, we should just do a big long stream together. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, and I hate streaming for a long time. The... <laughs> That's Doug's the weakness. Po- the Spine Chill episode that week is going to be all TCM, too. What if we don't even talk about DVD? DVD we have to. We'd be yeah. like, what? TCM is my new best friend now. True. True. <laughs> it might be, though. Uh, like, with, with right. the DVD meta the way it is, I think, you know, I'm, I'm very excited for both the Killer Clowns yeah. game and, and Texas Chainsaw. I think yeah, they could frankly, be big. Frankly, I, I think I might play some more Prop Night coming up. Because um, I, I think it might be a good time. Because I played... When I got a little burnt out on DVD a couple weeks ago, I played a lot of Fortnite, which was really fun. But I think maybe giving another ASIM horror game more time in the spotlight would be good too. We'll see. Hmm. Just in time for the ranks to get fixed so you can push Grandmaster. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Grandmaster, <laughs> prop night player. Grandmaster. <laughs> oh, but that's right, that's everything about those two games. So far, but, I'll be keeping I'll keep an eye on them because I like mm-hmm. keeping an eye on them. <laughs> well, that'll uh, that'll bring season eleven to a close. Almost. I There's one last thing. Oh, um, Doug, Evil Dead. Oh yeah, this there's not much. Um, Evil Dead implemented <laughs> it. It's just Evil just Dead, for Tony, just for Tony. Yeah, e- Evil Dead implemented an MMR. Um, I don't know the details yet. I was told by somebody who streams the game full time that they haven't exposed a lot of the details, but that it is they've confirmed that it's not based on your account level. It's based on in-game performance. Mm-hmm. So, but it's a secret hidden matchmaker rating. That's going to yes. hopefully keep people... Oh, I, I mean, again, if it's like the Prop Night MMR, which is totally fine with me, basically it's just going to keep brand new players from getting in with people with like 500, 600 hours. Mm-hmm. And then, but if it's more specific and it really tries to make it into like... Like DVD. Balanced matches, yeah, it could be a problem. So we're going to test it out this week. We're going to play, I think we're going to play together, hopefully. And yeah. then if not, I'm going to play a lot individually and see what I see and what I experience, but it's really hard, you know? Like, with an MMR system that's implemented without any sort of information, you don't really know. Yeah, yeah. like, and I mean, like we, we won't know if it's working with an average as well. Like, DB does it with an average, right? So, yeah. someone who's really high yeah. MMR could be put with three bad survivors as their team because they're against an average killer. Yeah. So, I think what I'll really be interested to see is how it impacts queue times. Because, to me, mm-hmm. an MMR, the first thing I worry about is queue times. Because if, mm-hmm. it's, if it's not matchmaking as quickly as possible, it's trying to find a good balanced match. That's more time you're waiting in queue, and that's less time you're playing video games, man. Yeah, it's true. I don't know about all that. So, uh, that's it for Evil Dead, though. I don't really know um, anything else in terms of like when the next season pass is going to start and everything, but I'll hopefully have more information for you guys next week. Nice. And yeah. 
Well, I think we've talked about every ASIM game that's out except Home Sweet Home Survive and VHS. Yeah, and, um, and, I, and, I, and I kind of mentioned VHS as a way of shitting on I mean, it. And we just and we just was, mentioned Home Sweet Home. It was, it was mentioned in, in passing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Didn't yeah. Didn't, uh, didn't Secret Neighbor Two come out? Oh on, my god! No way! Really? <laughs> Did it come out? Oh, that was I the game so. you told me to well, play. Hello Neighbor, I know Hello Neighbor Two came out. Oh, is it Hello Neighbor? Oh, never mind. Yeah, no, Hello Neighbor came out. Uh, two, two came out. Yeah, I've heard some horrible things. I'm actually looking forward to playing it because I look forward to watching things. it. I will watch you play it because I'm not playing Hello Neighbor. Yeah, I don't think I'll play. Oh, maybe I play that game. <laughs> Hello Neighbor is such a sad story. It's such a sad. It sad blows my story. mind every time I go to a convent. Like I, I didn't see it at TwitchCon or anything, but like conventions in the past when they had all this merch for, I was like, I know this game doesn't work. Yeah. How are right. you selling merch for it? And why has it got an entire it's, like area de dedicated to it? It's an unfinished it's those, project. Yeah, it's one of those games where like kids play it, but like only children and YouTubers. Because oh, yeah. like you know, for for as much as I don't like like the Bendy series, like adults still play that game, mm -hmm. and it's like a competently made video game, you know, with with mechanics and things like that. Hell Neighbor is just literally a mess. So. I'm excited to see what how much of a mess the second one is. <laughs> anyway, that's not ASIM horror. What are you doing? Okay, we well, better... because I, I got debated. I thought Secret Neighbor Two is coming out, not Hello Neighbor. No, 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 no. I got all yeah. thrown for a loop. I apologize for planting that seed. And well, it's fine. The apology noted. Now we've mentioned Secret Neighbor, and now the circle is complete. We've mentioned all of them today. Rest in yeah. peace, Resident Evil Resistance. There we go. Ah. Uh, okay. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Noise too. What ah, about, what's yeah, that other oh, one? What's that Discord what about, one? But what of Identity V? <laughs> Identity <laughs> Last year. Last year, that's the one. What about oh, Hide or Die? Oh god, god this we is gotta, getting depressing. We gotta stop sometime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that will draw season. Monster Two. <laughs> to a close. <laughs> We're not talking about Monster Two. Um, thank you all for coming by and listening to us rant and rave about DBD and ASIM horror games. We'll be back next week for season 12. Signing off, it's me, John, here with the purple. Gary, bye, <laughs> bye. And Hatman, Doug. <laughs> Doug, running man, thank you. Hope to we'll be invited back next week. We'll see you guys next time. Bye, everyone. Bye.